0: Festivus Boys, bringing you life's biggest grievances weekly on your favorite podcast app. These guys are nuts. What the hell is wrong with these people?
1: Hello there. Welcome to you. It's the Festivus Boys Peter and Marjay. Marjay, how are you, mate?
0: Pete, how are you going? Pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to be with you and
1: This has been a bit of a thing in the making, but I think uh, I think we feel like we might have nailed something. What do you reckon?
0: Definitely. Well, I, I'm hoping that we've ma- nailed something. Uh, yeah. We have been talking about it for a while, and we've been wanting to do a podcast together. So, w- w- you know, we've been doing a bit bit of backward and forward, and coming up with ideas and concepts. And I think we've we've sort of got a concept that we enjoy. Correct. Uh, regardless of what everybody else is going to think, <laughs> we enjoy it. it.
1: That's it. I did a little bit of a. Uh, do you call it a plebiscite, where you just, you know, do a bit of a, a, a check with a limited group of people, uh, and uh, the plebiscite came back with an overwhelmingly positive response. So, oh, good.
0: Will be trending.
1: It will be trending. Yeah, will be now that that may well be uh, people <laughs> close to me setting me up for failure, or uh, it could be, in fact, the truth. Now. The Festivus Boys, what exactly is it? It's a very good question because...
0: <laughs> we're not Festivus, <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> Festivus is a, is a name that uh, probably now, unfortunately, dates itself a little bit. It goes back to the Seinfeld era, of which you and I were particularly big fans back in the day. And uh, George Costanza, one of the main characters on, on uh, Seinfeld, had a particularly grumpy father, George. And uh, George decided that Christmas wasn't for him, so he was going to invent this other concept called Festivus. And uh, the commencement of Festivus each year was a little session called the airing of the grievances. And uh, I figured, as you said, with you and I and both of our personalities, we like to air our grievances uh, either privately or publicly. And what a great topic for a podcast.
0: Like I said to you, I sent you a list of my grievances the other day and uh, I think you were stunned. Uh, (laughs) So I do a commercial radio show when I'm not doing podcasts and I, I, I often talk about these grievances on air. But obviously with commercial radio, you can't talk about it for an extended period of time because you've got to fucking play ads and all the rest of it. Mm. So this gives us a, a better opportunity to sort of dissect and talk about uh, the grievances. And yet yeah, there are many, many grievances, many.
1: Mm. So my motivation is uh, is from the perspective of I like to air my grievances in the family unit on a, on a regular and ongoing basis. And I often get some feedback. Uh, around the various topics of, well, why don't you do something about it, right? So, this is my um, version of doing something about it. Air the grievances and and see what comes back to you from the universe.
0: Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Again, I you know I air my grievances publicly on a commercial radio show, and often when I air my grievances uh, amongst a social gathering, people think I'm a bit of a whack job. Uh, mostly my my <laughs> wife, but um, I, I, I'm still, uh, you know, like I, I often see things that annoy the
1: fuck out of me, mm. and I think, am am I the only person that thinks like this? Yeah. Well, see, what I think's happened is uh, now that we live in this permanent state of the 24 hour news cycle, 24 uh, hours social media, and the 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 constant. Uh, giving a feedback to people who in many cases don't even warrant the feedback that they're getting is we've got this situation where a lot of people are now starting to keep to themselves and not publicly say things for fear of retribution from the you know keyboard warriors and everybody else so i think it's a it's a great opportunity for us perhaps to wrestle some of that back and say, no, we're going to air these grievances and people need to know about them.
0: That's one thing I've never been shy of. I, I've never been worried about saying exactly what I think about something in particular, whether it's commercial radio or whether it's on social media. So, And this will just open it up even more. <laughs> like, Who knows what the fuck's going to happen now?
1: Correct. Well, I think uh, it'd be appropriate to get started, and mate, as a as an angry man yourself, I I, I really I couldn't think of anybody better to get going with. Well,
0: this. look, I, I wouldn't say that I'm angry. I, <laughs> I think I think I'm more sort of opinionated, and you know, people used to say to me, they used to say, well, you know, you know, everybody's got an opinion and it's true everybody does have an opinion and i don't mind listening to other people's opinions because you know if you if you don't listen to other people's opinions it doesn't it doesn't open up different sort of uh, opportun- different sort of different aspects of, of 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 a particular subject there's nothing wrong you might disagree with my opinion and i might disagree with yours and i disagree with people all the time but I, i'll listen to the opinion and then i'll go no nah, that's fucking stupid but there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong because you learn stuff from listening to other people's opinions. Yeah. This and is why I don't like, sorry to interrupt, this is why I don't like when they go, right, we're going we're gonna, to uh, ban Donald Trump or we're going to ban uh, Jordan Peterson off Twitter. I think you need to hear their opinions regardless of what, whether you believe in them or not mm-hmm. and then you make up your own educated mind.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I think we've, we've, and this is not one of my grievances, but I think we've reached a, a, a time and space where, you know, back in the day, uh, and, you know, I'll go back to, I don't know if you remember this movie, but that the movie Don's Party, which was yeah, about the… Yeah, Aussie movie. Yeah, about the uh, 75 election, which was a, you know, land swept win for the uh, Whitlam government or the, the then… Uh, Whitlam opposition then government at the time and you know back in those days and and you know through until relatively recently you could have a differing opinion with a close friend and it was nothing more than a differing opinion you were still mates you'd still go to the pub together and, and life was still pretty good but now you see this farcical situation where you know people become sworn enemies who either don't know each other or were formerly very good friends based mm. on, you know, one different, differing opinion on one topic. And, of course, COVID sort of exacerbated that where well, we had this debate regarding vaccines and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit with you. I'm, I'm happy to hear everyone's opinion. Whether I agree with it or not It's irrelevant. But I don't write you off as a complete nut job or loon uh, you know, until you get, give me a couple of your well, theories on things.
0: Yeah, yeah, that might change in a couple of minutes. Anyway, my, my 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 first grievance is one that I'm seeing now regularly. Not so much in 2023, but I still see it when the weather sort of turns. When you're on a shoulder season like winter into into um spring and then into summer, mm-hmm. and that is, and you know, I understand fashion is subjective. But something that I've noticed a lot of is three-quarter pants, which which really, really shit me. And I was talking about this the other day on commercial radio and I saw a guy. It's usually people that shop at Rivers buy three-quarter pants. And the issue I have with the three-quarter pant is it's very indecisive. Either wear the shorts or wear a long pant because – Nobody wants to see fucking three and a half centimeters of your disgusting lower calf muscle. <laughs> yeah. Like what what, what? 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 It's like you see,
1: like you see, ten centimeters. What's the point of that? What is the point? I, I, I couldn't agree more, and and uh, particularly pre getting the fake tan on the legs. You know, that's that's lily white end of winter. I'm I'm going to brace the cold, and I'm desperate to get into some sort of shorter pants or some sort of Uh, Yeah, shorter pants on my legs, and therefore I'm just going to expose my legs no matter what. I think the bigger point, though, Marge, out of this is what the fuck are the manufacturers thinking? Like, did they run out of material? Go, look, you know what? Uh, We're just going to give them, we'll go midway between shorts and longs. What are you doing there?
0: I I think they've identified like a degenerative segment of the market that can't make a decision where they want to wear shorts or because their legs are disgusting, or mm. <laughs> they want to just expose a little bit of the lower calf muscle. So mm. they'll go, they, they've figured that there's a market here. And it's usually, you don't really get many three-quarter pants being sold. Well, that's not, that's not totally true. If you go to Rivers... There's a plethora of <laughs> three-quarter pants. But it's like, dude, just wear a pair of shorts. Nobody is really going to notice your legs that much. They notice yeah. them more when you wear those three-quarter pants.
1: Yeah, yeah. Do you think also, um, and you know, this is a completely untested theory, but as you're discussing it, I'm feeling like the three-quarter pants – uh, are usually accompanied by a a very old school bum bag as well uh, that that when you see the
0: three quarter pan accompanied by a bum bag you're talking about another level of fuckery there it's like <laughs> it's it's <laughs> i mean if you if you've exposed your family to that chances are you're you've been totally ostracized from the community like there is no mm. there is no one on this planet that accepts that as being nah. like normal i mean i don't know m- maybe if you're maybe if you're 85 and you're yeah. at the trevi fountain in a wheelchair in italy maybe <laughs> that's the only time you could yeah. sort of have the bum bag with the three quarter pant you know maybe but it's just like
1: as we keep talking, I'm sort of profiling this person. I'm, I'm also thinking like some sort of a, uh, you know, muscle top. Maybe the uh, remember that complete dickhead that ran that party at 15 years of age, and destroyed his <laughs> parents' house with those yellow glasses.
0: Yeah, he was on a current affair. What was his name? I remember yeah, the guy you're talking yeah. about. No, I don't think. I don't think. I think the bum bag is associated with with the with the muscle top. The drug but I dealer. think. Yeah, yeah. I think the three-quarter pant, unfortunately, and I, I don't really like. – I've got to be careful what I say here. I think the three-quarter pant is usually associated with somebody that's maybe like in their early 30s, lives in their parents' basement, um, <laughs> maybe has a proclivity to search certain websites <laughs> that the FBI are watching. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Certain dark web uh, situation. Yeah, yeah.
0: Dark web uh, sort of um, paraphernalia. paraphernalia. It's, yeah. it's it's not a good look, man. If I see somebody wearing a three-quarter pant at a party, like I know to steer clear of that person. Do you say something? Um, No, it, like unless I knew, if it was my brother, if yeah. it was my brother wearing a pair of three-quarter pants, I'd tap him on the shoulder We're and say, listen. we are… To change. Yeah, yeah. chances are you're going to be cut out of the family will if this continues. (laughs) It's like this is repulsive. Uh, It's an embarrassment. Uh, Your kids Mm. will disown you. Just Mm. go and get yourself a pair of fucking shorts and be done with it. Just go one way or the other. Yeah. Side note on that:
1: um, How many basements are there? So I'm not familiar with that many basements in houses in Australia. But
0: yeah, actually, maybe it's more.
1: They seem to be on the on the you know increase. Well,
0: I don't know. Maybe, maybe I should maybe uh, make it more relevant and mention like maybe living in in, in the granny flat. I mean, more and more, yeah. more people are living at home now, and they're living yeah, in their true. parents'
1: granny granny flats. Not
0: that there's anything wrong with that. You know, wogs have been living at home with their parents until their mid thirties.
1: That's right, and then buying you know three million dollar mansions from all, all yeah. the money they save for mum's cooking.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I know, guys. I know guys of ethnic origin. They're like, oh yeah, they get they get married at twenty five and then they're they're suddenly living in a house on a waterfront somewhere, and I'm going, your fucking parents bought you that. Stop pretending
1: that you bought it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, well, look, um, yeah, bravo to you, mate, for uh, kicking off with such a strong topic.
0: Yeah, I think we fully unpacked that one.
1: Yeah, and I feel like uh, I might be in a bit of trouble here. Not that there's any winners or losers other, <laughs> than, <laughs> other than the discussions of topic. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, I'm going to kick off with mispronunciations, and you've got to be careful with that word in itself because yeah. you, can, you can balls that one up too. But I'm just really sick and tired of it, and, and I'll go as far as saying is um, there's a lot in the professional broadcasting yeah. Industry who are responsible for this, I'll, I'll give you a case in point. Uh, there was a news item I was listening to the other day and the young lass was uh, reading the news regarding a certain high-ranking army official that uh, you and I would know as a brigadier. But uh, the young lass, who you know, obviously is not familiar with too many things in the world, decided to pronounce it brigadia. <laughs> <laughs> <Brigadier>. <laughs> fucked. I'm not sure how you fuck that up without yeah. being like uh, brigadier. Completely on the spectrum. So yeah, I um I, I couldn't believe it. But that's I mean, that's taking it to the extreme. The amount of times I hear something, anything, uh, these these words that just you've almost got to go out of your way to fuck them up. And I was watching the football on the weekend and look you know if ever if ever you want to do yourself a disservice and and it'll do your head in if you if you feel as I do with mispronunciations, Michael Ennis on Fox footy, I mean yep. to talk like that guy is actually more difficult than just speaking English properly <laughs> it, it, you, you've literally got to go out of your way to talk like that i don't know whether he's appealing to the complete and utter Oka Bogan Market, of which I know historically perhaps, you know, footy heads were considered, but those days are well and truly gone. I I don't know how this guy has a job in broadcasting, but this is an expression I use daily, Uh, whether I'm watching the local news, whether I'm watching, you know, Fox footy, whether I'm listening to Capital City Radio or Country Radio. The mispronunciation of the most basic words just does my head in. Yeah, totally. I I, I, I I doesn't it doesn't
0: often come across to me because I think sometimes I'm guilty of it. I think the other day I was I was saying, um I was mentioning a nutritionalist. Nutritionist. Nutritionist
1: Nutrition. I (laughs) say (laughs) nutritionalist. But part of that, I reckon, is because of the Americans, right? So the Americans actually believe they invented the word, uh, the language of English. They truly know it. And you'll see all these, uh, you know, social media posts where they'll actually pull up Canadians and go, yeah, but you spell the word wrong because you put the U in the word colour. No, you fucking took the you out. You didn't invent the language. (laughs) And so we have all these words like uh, normality, right? Normality is the word. We're going to go back to normality. But the Americans say normalcy. Well, that's not a word. You just invented that. Now, if you want to make that your version of normalcy, that's fine. But that's where you get into nutritionist, nutritionalist, that's how. Is, it, are- is,
0: it, is that the same with, I've been watching some YouTube stuff on, on mm-hmm. mountain bikes because I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of getting a new mountain bike. And when you watch the Americans review mountain bikes and the bike is aluminium, they say yeah. aluminum.
1: Correct. Yep, that's exactly right.
0: And, and i got to be confused. And, I'm, and I know I've heard it before, but I had to ask a Canadian friend of mine. <laughs> it's like, do you guys say Aluminum. Yeah. yeah, it's a,
1: it's aluminium. It's the same thing. Yeah, the Canadians are actually really good because they've got the Northern American accent, but they largely speak what was previously referred to as the Queen's English. Now yeah. I guess we have to call it the King's English. Although that's another thing that annoys me. I'm refusing to acknowledge him either. But no, uh, but that's yeah. The Canadians they're they're good ones to refer to because they speak the same version as we do. But uh, yeah. Aluminum is just Americans being Americans.
0: Um, I, I was watching a, a telecast the other day, and it was when um a Ryan Pappenhausen from the Storm injured yeah. himself quite horrifically, and the newsreader said uh, Ryan Pappenhausen no, Pap, what did she say? Ryan Pappenhausen. Or Hausen. I can't right. remember what she said now, but it was hilarious. <laughs> I just laughed out loud. I mean, again, but that's 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 sort of understandable, you know. Pronouncing names, it takes it takes you. I think it takes a very skilled broadcaster. Some of those Islander names, ah, oh. like to be able to pronounce those so proficiently on air and call a football game it, is a great skill.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. Side note. What really annoys me is the same player who every year seems to have a different pronunciation on their name based on the dickhead who's saying it. Like that <laughs> that, that bloke on Fox Sports uh, that does the NRL. I oh, reckon he does it on purpose. He'll just change the pronunciation of a player's name from season to season.
0: Yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: Just to annoy him. Anyway, so yeah, the, um, the English language, it's difficult uh, in itself, but... We we do go out of our way with, you know, these things, a- and including the country we come from, mate. Trying to say Australia correctly seems nigh impossible for half of our fellow countrymen and women.
0: Well, 60% of the people in Australia were born overseas, so that's sort of, you know, <laughs> that's sort of I'm, understandable.
1: I'm going I'm to give them a special discount. <laughs> <laughs> the ones who were born here who speak English as a first language, what the hell, man? Well, look, I didn't know why at the end of the uh, word Australia. Yeah, I had
0: no idea you were such a stickler for fucking (laughs) pronunciation.
1: I've become more so since having kids as well. And don't even get me started on the letter H. All right, let's move (laughs) on before I get really aggro. You
0: know, the other thing I wanted to bring up uh, in this episode of the Festivus Boys: uh, dog owners. Now. (laughs) Uh, and I don't have anything against dog owners. You know, my mum used to have a pet. I, I've never been one to have a pet. My my son uh, recently has become fucking enamored with the next door neighbor's pet, and he's like, "Oh, can we get a can we get a caboodle?" And I'm like, yeah, I, "I'm not." I, first of all, they cost a lot of money. Correct. Secondly, you know, if the thing needs a fucking hip replacement, it's like $7,000. Like I'm going to have to sell some bitcoin just to fucking give this dog a hip replacement or, you know,
1: <laughs> or, <laughs> I'm not inter- or make the ultimate decision.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not interested. I can't do that to him. So I don't want to get a dog. But the thing I've noticed with dog owners And especially now, like post-COVID, where everybody, you know, there were understandably lots of people that had pets that relied on those pets for company. It it was a very tough time for lots of people. But dog owners need to realize that not everybody likes to be fucking, you know, around your dog. Correct. If I'm sitting at a cafe... And the, the, a side note to this too, it, it's sort of related I'll, and I'll incorporate it here. They usually have one of those fucking retractable dog leashes that goes on for like yeah, six six meters. In
1: control of, not them.
0: Yeah. It's like I'm walking across the footpath. I don't move. Like the dogs the whole way across the footpath and they expect me to jump it like I'm doing some fucking decathlon. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. You pull your dog yeah. in. So yeah. you're sitting at a cafe. And the dog will come up, you're having some scrambled eggs or whatever, dog will come up and it's lapping at your feet. And you go, oh, that's cute. And then they just, they don't pull the dog in, they leave it there and they'll say something like, oh, isn't he cute? Yeah, he's fucking cute, but I'm going to kick him in the ball sack in a minute because just because you think your dog's extraordinary, I don't want him lapping at my feet. Like, forget it, move the dog
1: away, please. Mate, you could not have touched on a topic that's more raw and close to my heart. I could not agree more. You love your stinking, licking, festering dog. I don't, right? And please do not refer to it as, oh, no, we don't have kids, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. You know what? Don't even fucking compare the two, right? Don't even compare them. Other than they both eat and go to the toilet, there's not too many other similarities. Oh, it does my head in. And that dog that comes up and. The dog, the dog also is a devious, you know what, because the dog knows you don't like it, and so you know what it does. It goes, oh, okay, well, I know this bloke doesn't like me, so I'm gonna give him a bit more of this. So it's like an annoying human, right? When yeah, a look, human knows you don't like it and they continue to hang around, but the owner, the onus is on you. All these fucking dog-friendly cafes and stuff. Thanks, I won't be heading there ever
0: the thing is, I don't want to take anything away from people that love their dogs because when my mum had a dog and it passed away, like she was in tears, man. Like
1: she was it's, very attached. It's fine for them to love the dog. I have no issue with that. Same. And if you've got some personal connection and that thing makes you as happy as a human, go for it. I've got no issue. But I don't have that attachment to your dog, all right? You can work on the assumption that I don't like your dog. Because I don't want to be licked on the hand or whatever when I'm trying to have my coffee at a cafe. That That's the point. And it happened to me here
0: just the other day. That's why I wanted to talk about it. I'm in a park and I'm just – I was doing some exercise in the park and this massive dog runs up towards me and starts with its paws up on my chest. Like it was a big dog. And I, like I mean I, – you know, I was a little bit taken aback. I thought it was going to fucking bite me. And the and the owner is like, "Oh, he's, you know, he loves to play. He's harmless." Yeah, uh, that harmless dog in three minutes will be mauling a child. Yeah, that's the one that you <laughs>
1: you're
0: mauling the child.
1: And I don't have a fear against dogs, but some people do. So you laughing and making a joke out of how friendly he is—that pisses me off even more.
0: Yeah, it's it's and again. You love your dog, that's fine, but stop assuming that everybody at the fucking local cafe loves your dog too. They don't. They don't want to be interrupted by your dog. And just on that whole dog, you know, kid thing, I said Mm. to somebody the other day, a fellow broadcaster, I asked him about, oh, do you have any kids? And his exact wording was, no, we don't have any kids, but we've got horses. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, fucking <laughs> hell! All right, that's cool. Where well, you equating the horses to kids? Is it the same thing? I don't think it is.
1: Yeah, unless the horse is sleeping inside in a bunk bed or something. Like, it, it's not the same
0: thing. Stop, you, no, stop with the different. stop with the dogs being the same thing as kids again. We're not, like,
1: we're not diminishing your love for the animals. No, not not at all. It's not the same. And do you take your dog to McDonald's for example and buy it a Happy Meal? Some people probably do. You take your horse to McDonald's and buy it as you can go through the drive through
0: You know, people have their dogs sleeping in their bed. That's another repulsive thing I can't stand. Yeah. Like, it's just not for me. And, you know, I don't know what kind of dogs they are. Like, Mm. would you you have a German
1: Shepherd, like, sleeping in your bed? Like, I couldn't do it. Some people do. Some people do. And we're not, you know, we're not, um, it's not something that I'm for and, I, I, I concur with your uh, your grievance. And look again, I, I and again,
0: if it, it could, it, in a certain context, imagine that you were a single guy wearing your three quarter pants and your bum <laughs> bag, and you had nothing else but your pet. and then maybe you know sleeping alongside it is something that that in the basement, in the basement, playing computer games, mm. um, you know, being on the dark web, M- maybe that sort of. Keeps you happy. I don't know. Like, who am I to judge people's happiness? Who am I to judge? But we're going to judge. Oh, yeah. There'll be grievances. Yeah. There'll be grievances.
1: (laughs) Otherwise, there's no point as being here if we don't judge. Yeah, exactly. This is the point of the whole fucking podcast. Yeah. All right. Cool. Right. My final grievance uh, for this episode is something that uh, it's annoyed me for a long time, but it's now at epic proportions. Right. And although. the grievance itself is very straightforward. There are actually some sub-grievances to it as well. But it's once upon a time, uh, and and being a former professional broadcaster myself, um, you know, <laughs> who aspired to do the hard yards and go out to the country and, you know, work in mudgy uh, population, bugger all, and yeah. then, you know, work in Dubbo and, you know, do the circuit, so to speak. I just, it does my head in that we have these complete and utter nobodies who basically get into a bikini for, you know, season 35 of the, I don't even know what half these shows are called, The Bachelor Bachelor. or The Bachelor or whatever, and then suddenly – they're now holding down a Capital City breakfast radio gig. What <laughs> the fuck have you got to talk about that anybody cares about?
0: I, I, I totally agree, and it's something that I've always mentioned when talking about maths, for example, Married at First Sight. Everybody from last season on Married at First Sight, and and again, I understand people want to have a creative outlet, but they've all got podcasts now that yeah. probably have more listens uh, than most podcasts combined because they've all got several thousand followers on on social media. But it's like, you know what, and I, and I sort of try and think about it, it, I try to be objective about it and I think to myself, if reality TV was as big when I got into radio, maybe I would have tried to get into radio that way, you know, right. backdoor. Yeah. Some of them, some of them do, I believe, have something worthy to say and some of them are quite talented. But the majority of them are just fuckheads that really have nothing to say and yeah. they're like and, – and, and the thing that shits me about all those people is that they, 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 they cry on television and they talk about how they made this decision to find someone special by going on a reality TV show. You're full of shit. It, it, Correct. It, anybody that's serious about finding a, a life partner is not considering – Going on Channel 9's fucking Married at First Sight, where they're going to team you up with some former fucking ice addict. It's,
1: so <laughs> it's true. At the end of the day, the first season of MAFS, I caught about the last two episodes, right? And I was honestly captivated by it. And I said to my wife, You have got to watch this shit. This is unbelievable, right? The second season of MAFS was absolutely brilliant from beginning to end mm. ever since then it's been shit and it's been these people who in most cases are instagram models or you know people that are prepared to get their gear off in in the girls cases or you know gym junkies or you know personal trainers who have some sort of a following and platform who are then looking to as you say take that to another level, whether that's through you know increasing their social media followers or through the back door of, of getting into broadcasting. But at the end of the day, as you say, anybody can podcast at any time, right? The, it's all there, the platforms are available, it's free, really, if you can't be bothered or you don't want to spend any money. It may not audio wise sound that good, but anybody can do it. But these people don't have anything to say. And if you're an Instagram model, who basically has two hundred and fifty thousand followers because you wear a different bikini every day, that doesn't mean that you're gonna sound good on air or that you're gonna yeah. make you know, have anything to say that anybody's interested in. So you, you drive through capital cities now and you know, you'll hear the different radio stations in those cities and Bippo, Dobbo, and Floppo are doing the breakfast <laughs> show. Who the fuck are these people? Oh former map star and former whatever. Where this really all came to a head, and why I decided this really needed airing on this first episode, is Sam Newman has come out and said some very disparaging comments about a a broadcaster on a Melbourne radio station. Now, this broadcaster, I, I use the term in a very loose way, is a former biggest loser contestant who now is referred to in the article that I read as star okay (laughs) so you were a fatty then you lost 100 kilos but but remember you were proud of being big and large but suddenly you lost 100 kilos and has a prime time radio gig in i think it's in melbourne
0: it's in melbourne you're talking about can we mention the person's name yeah
1: i I don't know you tell me yeah we can can. chrissy Chrissy swan chrissy swan yeah. yeah and he's basically come out and said she's completely unprofessional and here's why and i'm like yeah he's absolutely right she she invited him on to do an interview about something she didn't like what he had to say she left the studio (laughs) (laughs) even her producer said i had no idea what was going on it's not about her specifically it's just these people that they have no place being there. They have no particular talent. Yeah.
0: They they don't they don't understand the essence of broadcasting. And, and they don't. Look, and, and, and I'm not and I'm not an expert, but uh, you know, I cop a lot of flack mm. uh from, from listeners. A lot of flack. A lot of a lot of listeners that don't like me, or a lot of listeners that think I'm not funny, or I'm you know, I'm 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 dumb. A countless number of things. And that's part of that's part of um, broadcasting, and and I'm not saying that she can't, or anybody from a reality TV show can't be a broadcaster, but they're not doing it because they want to be a broadcaster. Correct. They're doing it because Correct. they've got a couple of people on social media, and they've had more people pile on after their appearance on fucking, you know, marry my cousin or whatever the fuck <laughs> <show> is called, <laughs> and, and they're trying to, and they're trying to capitalize on that. That's it.
1: I think you're right, and that. Maybe I need to um, seek some psychological help about this as well. (laughs) That's the essence of it. You and I grew up aspiring to be broadcasters, right? From a certain age, we said, that's something I want to do. None of those people ever did that. They went, oh, now that I've got a following, oh, that's an easy thing to do. I'm going to go and do it. It was never an aspiration. It was never something they wanted to do. They fell into it. And so now you have these, you know, I use breakfast radio as an example because that's one of the sort of remaining uh, live shows in this day and age on, on all of the stations around the country. But you get, you know, two ex-professional footballers who sound like they've been punched in the throat 55 times <laughs> and, yeah. and, and some ex-reality TV star and that's now a breakfast team. You know, no chemistry, no no yeah. clue about what they're doing, but suddenly it's Melbourne's Best radio team.
0: It's it, the only way. The only time you can make the crossover and be a broadcaster is when you go from being an NRL player, and what you're broadcasting about is NRL. Yeah, like you're a you're a commentator on a rugby league show, or, yeah. or on you know 360 or whatever it might be. That's totally
1: understandable. Yeah, we still need to send Michael Ennis off for diction lessons. Like <laughs> that. He needs an emergency, yeah. an emergency summer long session so that for next year's season we can understand what he. I mean, imagine if someone from overseas tuned in. They would literally be needing subtitles to understand what this guy says.
0: I think the thing is with this first episode of the uh, Festivus Boys, I think we've got grievances that. We totally agree with. I mean, the whole reality TV going yeah. into broadcasting is something that I've been banging on <laughs> for for a long time. And you know, part of that, part of that, there might be a, a sort of a, an inkling of jealousy because yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do have a passion for broadcast. I do have a passion for communicating. And then I see these people that you know that have got a couple of sleeve fucking tattoos and were bloody personal trainers down at Bondi. Suddenly, they're like. <laughs> Bloody broadcasting professionals! Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. No, and look, uh, I was going to say, I don't. I, and again, I'm, I'm trying to think about it from their perspective. And you know, like they're taking advantage of the fact. Would you say no? I, I, I you probably wouldn't. If somebody offered you a gig, you probably wouldn't say no.
1: Look, you and I probably wouldn't say no, but then that's our background. Whereas, no, but
0: I'm saying they wouldn't. Like if somebody came to one of the oh, map yeah. stars and said, listen, we want to offer you this radio show. You do it at night. You can talk about whatever the fuck you want to talk about. Just be yourself and you know, we'll pay you $200,000. They're not going to say no. They're going to go, all right.
1: Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Well, I, I think if they're being realistic with themselves, they should, they should say, look, thank you for the offer. I'm, I'm going to go away and think about that and have a, <laughs> That's not good, happen. a good hard look at myself and call that <laughs> bloke up the next answer. Thank you so much, but I'm, I'm actually talentless, so no thanks. I don't want that <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to happen. The fact that they went on a reality TV show where they got married the instant they saw someone else, I guess, tells you that they're they're open to all options, I suppose.
0: So I, I love how on maps, when they, when they talk about, how they found somebody special. It's like, you know what? I think this is, I've found my soulmate. I, I, I yeah. this person is the one for me. I can't believe they paired me with, with such a loving person. Two minutes later, Daily Mail broken up.
1: <laughs> yeah. And just on that, by the way, because <laughs> this, I don't know if I should save this for another grievance, but I won't. The whole, <laughs> Those idiots who run that show, those three clinical psychologists.
0: Ah, don't give
1: me every fucking episode. Oh well, you know, um, yeah, we went for opposites attract and it didn't work out. Okay, well, (laughs) (laughs) note (laughs) self. Anyway, mate, it's been a pleasure. Sorry, keep going.
0: No, I was just going to say. I I was going to say, um, I, I love when they sit at that round table, and then somebody walks in. And they've got like some deep psychological problems, and they're like I'm really surprised that this person has had the issues that he's had with this person. You fucking yeah. teamed them up so they would that, have those issues, you messes.
1: That never came out in the um, three-question tick sheet we gave them <laughs> with our applied for this show.
0: <laughs> I'm telling you now, if, if you've got if, if, the, if that questionnaire says have you had a tendency to do math, and they tick yes, <laughs> they're guaranteed to fucking get them on the show. Guarantee. We, no,
1: we had no idea they were coming on this show, yet keeping their options open. <laughs>
0: yeah, all right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, mate, look, as you said, um, we've struck some topics that we both agree on, so I'm totally. sure this is not going to be the same for every episode. But, uh, mate, it's been uh, awesome chatting to you on this first episode of the Festivus Voice. A- any final thoughts? Uh, mm, final
0: thoughts. Don't wear three-quarter pants, all right? And if you're going to wear a bum bag, maybe have it tucked under your shirt so nobody
1: sees yeah. it. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Mm, okay, right. fair enough. Well, I'd, I'd just like to add that um, if you are a former reality TV star or starlet and you are offered what seems like a, a prime time gig somewhere on radio or television, Look deep within yourself before <laughs> before accepting that. Trial. Yeah,
0: all right, good.
1: <laughs> Imagine that. Mate, it's been great chatting. I'll catch you on the next episode.
0: Thanks, brother. The Festivus Boys, bringing you life's biggest grievances weekly on your favorite podcast app. Are they for real? What's wrong with them? What the hell is wrong with these people?